Hello, my gorgeous sister. Did you miss the opportunity to come into the HEAL program this round? Doors are closed and the journey is about to begin this week. I am so excited for every sister who has signed up for that program, but I also know that the investment can sometimes feel out of reach. So to do something special for all of you guys who are dedicated to your personal growth, transformation, and self-healing, I wanted to offer you something special. This week only, I am putting the Soul Portal membership on sale for 20% off. If you don't know what the Soul Portal is, this is a sacred subscription container by yours truly, where I show up to provide you monthly masterclasses on topics of personal development, self-healing, abundance creation, and more. Every single month, you also get access to a ceremony call, which is recorded and gives you the opportunity to connect spiritually, studying with other experts. We bring in breathwork facilitators, Reiki healers, past life regression specialists, and more. These ceremonies are all recorded as well, and you have direct access to all of the replays inside of your portal. Now, in addition to all of the magic inside of this subscription membership, you also get office hours with me every single month. This is a monthly live session where you can jump in and ask me anything about the journey of your healing, your growth, your abundance creation, anything you're moving through, bring it to that call and get direct support. Now, finally, inside of the Soul Portal membership, you also get access to virtual live streamed Align Time practices. If you don't know what this is, this is a beautiful practice that I use in my own life. We come together on a live stream, listen to music, tap into our feminine, walk through journal prompts, and really explore the intentions and prayers we have for ourselves. This practice is only available inside of the Soul Portal membership, and you get all of these features and all of the magic recorded in a portal for you with a login and a password. And guess what? Yes, 20% off this week only. So here's what you can do to become a member of the Sacred Subscription and join the Soul Portal membership. Simply go to laurenoflove.com VIP and use the code SOUL20 at checkout. That is S-O-U-L-2-0 at checkout. You'll get 20% off of your subscription and you'll get access to the entire portal of replays and trainings and get an opportunity to be on all of those live experiences that I just mentioned. I'd love to see you there. This is a special limited time offer. It's only available this week. So go to laurenoflove.com slash VIP and I hope to see you there. Okay, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, my love. Welcome to February. Oh my God. Has it been 30 days of the year already? I I can't believe it. Oh my God. So uh, at the end of 2021, you know, a lot of us wrote down these goals and these intentions and things that we wanted to create for ourselves and how we were going to make 2022 so different and so much more abundant and amazing than the year before. And if you didn't do that exercise, you know, if you didn't sit down and and map out your dreams and intentions for the year, that's okay. Maybe give it a shot now. It's it's February. We have only 30 days. Consider your first 30 days a entry and introduction into the year. And now that you are established, you know, maybe take some time to really map out what it is that you want, what you're calling in. 
I know for me, I've been using that New Year, New You workbook and I absolutely love it. I love it for myself. I love seeing all of you guys go through that workbook. If you don't know what it is, it's a free printed out beautiful workbook and every page is a list style of um, each month. So every single month you get a new printout in that workbook and it's really cool. It's like you can color it in. There's like little doodles. It's like really spiritual. Shout out to my amazing graphic artist Jackie who put this vision together and brought it to life. And I've been printing out my pages. I have my 2020 master list hanging up behind me in my office where I'm recording this episode for you guys. And every month I take the month printout and I write down the things that I want to call in. So in January, I hung up my January list in the bathroom and uh, wrote down some things that manifested, which was super cool. I get to cross those things off of my list and celebrate their achievement. But I also wrote some things down that didn't happen. And I, I think it's really important to understand in the journey of manifestation and calling things in, sometimes there's this calibration season And I think so often when we don't achieve a goal or we don't call in what it is we want, we get really hard on ourselves. And when we say, oh my gosh, I didn't do this thing again. And I like wrote this prayer down or intention down for my list and it didn't come through and I didn't show up for myself and I suck. And you know, man, here it is again, another way I failed. But honestly, I I think the, the perspective we need to really sink into is that sometimes when we set an intention and we maybe have a timeline in mind, we have, you know, an idea of when we want this certain thing to come through for us, there's a process of calibration that often takes place. And this is where you are recognizing that there's something you want to do. There's a version of yourself you need to be in order to make that happen. And the journey of getting there sometimes takes a bit. And we can sit here and be hard on ourselves and give these experiences meaning, you know, we can see the experience of not calling in what we want and give it the meaning that we have failed or that we are not enough or that we've screwed up, but we can also give it the meaning that there is something moving, there's something calibrating, there's a frequency that needs to be stepped into, there are lessons we need to learn, there are breakthroughs we need to have, realizations that need to appear. And so, If you wrote down an intention for January and it did not come through, I invite you to just sit with that perspective. What am I shifting into? How is this actually coming through? And maybe it's not physically manifested yet, but there are things that I'm waking up to. There are awarenesses that I'm now seeing. There's maybe now even more of a drive to create this outcome. Maybe there's, you know, just a shift in perspective that you can adapt and embody that will allow you the safe container to be okay with not achieving something and maybe writing it down on your list for next month. So, you know, for me, I'll be transparent with you. That's yoga. I I have written down on my list. You know, it's so funny. I found uh, the other day I was I was going through my closet and I found a 2020 March list. I've been doing these lists, intention setting every single month. For years and I found my March 2020 list and there it is right in front of me, yoga. And it's what I put down on my list in January 
and I did not do it. No yoga, did not move my body for yoga. And, uh, you know, I could have saw, I could have looked at that and been like, wow, like I've been like telling myself I'm going to do this for years and I never actually did it. But really, quite honestly, finding that beautiful list in my closet felt so divinely guided. It was exactly the perspective shift I needed to see, wow, this is something that has been really important to me. It's something that has been a deep prayer for quite a while and I haven't been prioritizing it. So, wow, I see that now. I see that there's like some resistance here. I see that there's like some story I'm carrying around slowing down and stretching my body and being in that movement daily. So I'm taking that into February. I have added it to my February intention list from the New Year, New You workbook. And also too, I'll just say, if you want a copy of that beautiful workbook with those doodle pages and you know holding space for that writing your list, it's just so fun every month. And I, I want to invite all of you guys to do it. So if you want a copy of that free workbook, all you have to do is go to laurenoflove.com slash new year and you can opt in and receive that beautiful printout. It's like 13 pages or something. There are some journal prompts at the start and then there are those beautiful printout pages that you've probably seen on my Instagram. Uh, and if we're not friends on Instagram, Lauren of Love, let's connect. I love getting to know you guys, especially my podcast listeners. This community is so fun and so sacred. So we're coming into February. Right, And February is the season all about love and I, I think sometimes we, we look at February as the season where we receive love from others, you know, like maybe we are moms and we receive Valentine's Day stuff, maybe our kids are in school and, and they're all into that Valentine's Day card craze and maybe you're like, well, I'm going to get some flowers for my husband and maybe, maybe you're single and February is often a sensitive time for you, you know, not having a beloved to celebrate that holiday with. But February for me isn't about receiving love from others. My relationship with February is about receiving love from myself deepening my relationship with who I am, with how I operate, with how I feel about my identity, and opening my heart space more to love myself and to love others. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about an element of self-love, speaking your truth. I know this is like something that is so important in our process of healing and our process of calling in abundance and calling in a beautiful life, a happy, healthy life, we need to be able to speak our truth and be in right relationship with our voice and to express ourselves in a holistic way. And so I'm really excited for today's episode of the podcast. It's all tied into that element of self-love, which feels really super nourishing and I'll just say for all of us coming into February, let's really set the intention to just be in our love, like be in what does it look like if you have a loving relationship with yourself? I invite all of you guys to reflect on that, to really think on that, let that question sink in. Uh, and also to what does my life look like when my heart is open to giving? What does my life look like when my heart is open to giving? Last month, we enrolled 26 new students inside of the HEAL program. Our doors are officially closed. We have another 25 students returning for an additional round. So that's 50 incredible souls 
in the HEAL program process and you guys know from the introduction of today's episode, if you did not take that step to come into the HEAL program but you're still kind of in this place of like, yeah, I'm doing personal development work. I want to make this year the best year of my life. I want to heal myself. I want to go deeper into my spirituality. I want to open my abundance channel more deeply. I wanted to do something special for you guys, opening my heart to give a little bit more, obviously, because it's February. So I decided for this week only, we are putting the Soul Portal membership on sale for 20% off. And so You know, I'm bringing that up again just because today's episode of the podcast, as we're talking about speaking your truth, a big element of this ability has to do with your boundaries. And inside of the Soul Portal membership, there's an entire training, a Love Talk Masterclass, which is specifically dedicated to the conversation of boundary work. Because you can speak your truth all day long, but if you don't have healthy boundaries and you don't understand what that means and you don't have a good relationship with the fences that keep you safe, not just physical boundaries, right? Like, no, I will not see this person. I will not put myself in this environment. I will not do these certain things. But I'm talking like energetic boundaries, like especially around our relationship with money, our relationship with love, our relationship with business, our relationship with um other people's projections, stories, wounds, you know, if you're taking on the energy of other people, no matter how much truth you speak, right, you're you're carrying the stress, you're carrying the pressure, you're carrying the, the um, low vibration of that experience. And I'll talk a little bit more about that element of boundary work in today's episode, but I did just want to mention for any of you guys who are in your deep study of personal growth, come into the Soul Portal and check out that training. All of the, You get monthly masterclasses, right? And all of those masterclasses in the Soul Portal are actually recorded and saved for you guys. So just to give you kind of a recap of some of my personal favorites, there's an entire training on full moon mastery rituals. There's an entire training on sacred success and the spiritual approach to creating more abundance and freedom. We have Healing the Body 101 Masterclass, How to Clear Negative Energies in Your Business, Spiritual Rituals for Abundance, Creating Safety in Your Expansion, Healing Your Relationship with Boundaries, and this month we have a new masterclass for February all around healing the inner child. So I invite you, there's even more in there, right? Like this portal is just wildly filled with a bunch of beautiful study, including uh, the business archives. So if you are a businesswoman, you can explore some of the conversations around business inside of that beautiful container. And I just really invite you to take that step. So if you're resonating and landing with today's episode, simply go to laurenoflove.com slash VIP and use the code soul20 at checkout you guys know what to do the link is in the show notes lauren of love slash lauren of love.com slash vip soul20 at checkout okay without further ado let's dive into today's episode on speaking your truth have a great time guys enjoy this one So we're going to free flow this one today. I really, you know, sometimes I record these episodes and I map things out and other times I just kind of feel like it's really good to sit back and channel and connect with all of you guys and the frequency of this dialogue. So that is what we are going to do today. We're going to have a really open-hearted, connected, 
conversation, lighting up some Palo Santo to really drop us in. This dialogue around speaking your truth, you know, it's, I was laughing because, first of all, let me just say this. I recorded this episode a couple of days ago, and I was in a place where I was inspired by the topic of learning how to speak your truth because I had just gone through something in my personal life that inspired this dialogue and this conversation. I I had to speak my truth to some uh, sisters of mine and I felt like, oh my God, this is like, have you ever had to speak your truth in your heart races? And it's like, oh my God, like this is so intense. And you just feel like the pressure and the fear and the nervous energy. And I had just come out of that and I was on the other side and I felt like this really deep realization just on you know, how important it is to speak our truth and how to do that in right relationship and and where we can face challenge and the blocks that may come up around that and why it's so important, all these things, right? But for me, I had just come out of this really intense little portal of having to do that. And when I recorded the episode, I was like, oh my God, I was all over the place. (laughs) I was still in the thick of it you know I was like still feeling all the feels and like so I recorded the episode and then the next day I was like I I need to re-record that I need I need to re-record that and so I sat down and I was like I'm gonna re-record this episode I'm gonna do it again and then I just couldn't do it I was still in the thick of it and you know now finally I feel so clear and so centered I've taken those days to process and integrate my own experience that now I'm able to return and show up and like fully speak my truth on this topic of learning how to speak your truth, learning to have those uncomfortable conversations, how to navigate them in a way that feels, you know, really balanced and grounded and doesn't make us feel bad. Uh, Yeah, it's like I'm recording this episode teaching you guys how to speak your truth. I had to do it first, right, to get initiated into the awareness of just how important this dialogue is. And then I needed to like take my space and like process and really integrate. So I'm going to share with you guys a little bit about this concept of speaking your truth. And I'm going to share some of my life experiences too, because I think that's a really great way to, you know, um, resonate in the message with you guys, really help you connect to the relatability. Like that's, you know, a big element and style of teaching through the podcast is you know, sharing like what's going on. So my relationship, like many of you guys, my relationship with speaking my truth has not always been a good relationship, right? Like I think when we talk about the blocks of speaking our truth and the blocks that we may face in uh, the journey of expressing ourselves to others, there are generally two things that can happen. Number one, we do not actually speak our truth. We like stuff it down. We, we don't express. We hold it in. We harbor resentment. We keep it quiet. We don't, we don't open up, right? And this is such a big problem. <laughs> it's such a big problem because when you're not allowing that energetic frequency of whatever emotion you're feeling to be moved through the voice, it is staying stuck within the body and it can create dis-ease, right? A lot, if, if I look at, you know, 
one of my my gorgeous medicine sisters her mother has a lot of thyroid issues and she has a lot of these like nodes on her thyroid and her throat right and she has never really been the type of person to speak her emotion to speak her truth and so this manifestation of like anything related to like the thyroid or the throat or even like the lungs a lot of this can be like our our unexpressed energetic frequency being trapped so this is like kind of the first block or challenge that we may feel in speaking our truth is that we stuff it down, we don't express, we hold it in, and then it creates all of this discomfort and tension within the body, some dis-ease, anxiety, depression, disassociation, and actual physical dis-ease within the body. The other issue that we face sometimes when we are in the journey of speaking our truth is... <laughs> I, I, I know I use this word a lot sometimes, but wonkily, like we, we're, we're wonkily speaking our truth. Like we, it comes out and it's wonky. It's like just jumbled and messy and charged energetically and it's emotional and it's like, bleh, you know what I mean? Like I'm sure many of us have been in a situation where we have expressed our voice. We've had a tough conversation but the truth is that conversation was way more tough than it ever had to be because we were like emotionally in it. You know what I'm saying? So these are like the intense conversations and the fiery conversations and the roller coaster conversations and the emotionally charged conversations. And whether these conversations be in work environments or peer to peer situations, like in sisterhood or in the dynamic of you and your parents, or the dynamic of you and any aspect of your family, or your children, or your husband, right? I wanna I wanna help you guys in like learning how to actually like speak your truth in a way that doesn't create that dysfunction because when you're going into these experiences and you're energetically charged and you're bringing anger, resentment, frustration, um, hurt, uh, you know, it's okay to feel those things. Don't get me wrong. But when you're bringing all of that energy with fire into a dialogue, you're almost, you know, in some ways responsible for that explosion and chaos that can sometimes be caused by those conversations. And so it's really important that not only do we know and use our voice, in an effective way, right? We speak our truth, we express what we're feeling, but it's also like how we do it, right? And so sometimes also what I will say is that these two sort of challenges or issues are also really connected. So like if you are somebody who really bottles up a lot and you keep all that energy to yourself and then one day, blah, you just like let it out with a bunch of tears and emotion and stress and chaos, right? It's it's because these two aspects kind of feed each other, you know? Like if you're bottling things up for a really long time and then it just like kind of bursts out, right? The other element that can kind of play into this that I do also want to touch base on in today's episode is the baggage you bring, right? And I I think for a lot of us when we are having uh, the need to have an emotionally charged situation with conversation with somebody, Because maybe there's a situation that's like making us uncomfortable or um, we are feeling unloved or we're feeling like triggered or we're feeling like we're hurt. Sometimes the, the desire for you to speak and express and have a difficult conversation 
is because what's moving through you is a wound being illuminated, right? So, you know, just as an example, if a sister behaves in a certain way for you and it is um, hurting your feelings or she says something and it makes you upset, sometimes it's it really is about how she behaved and what she did and how she showed up and you want to mirror that to her and express what you're feeling. But sometimes too, it's like what she's doing and how she's behaving is triggering you in a way, not that triggers are a bad thing, but it's bringing up an emotion within you because this is not the first time that this has happened, right? You have maybe had similar experiences in childhood or similar experiences with other sisters or it's a pattern that's been manifesting in your life. And so it's really emotionally charged because it's not just this one situation. It's like all the situations together building up and creating this energy within you. So when we are in these opportunities where the pattern is resurfacing, the pattern is coming back up again, and you have to have a difficult conversation with somebody about that, it's really important to be aware of what is yours and what is hers. And we're going to be talking about that discernment in any difficult dialogue to, in today's episode. So, so why don't we start with this principle of like where this comes from. And you know, it's really fascinating. Uh, I'll just share from my perspective as I sip a little coffee here. Yes, sometimes I drink coffee. Sometimes I think coffee is good medicine. You know, use use it in right relationship. Okay, but coming back, um, I, I was thinking about this the other day. One of my favorite movies when I was a little kid was The Little Mermaid. And I, it's funny because Disney, it's so cool what Disney's doing now. Like their their movies are so full of inspiring messages for women. It's, it's like we're almost being programmed subconsciously to heal and to rise into our power through what Disney is putting out. And when we were younger, what I think what Disney was putting out was really, really um, uh, destructive for women. It was all about, you know, the man will save us and the, the princess will be rescued. And, you know, she doesn't have a voice, right? Ariel didn't have a voice. And... Um, from those experiences of like being a kid and just like becoming enamored with this movie and watching it so much at a really, really, really young age, I started to wonder if like the programming of what I watched, and maybe I should do a whole episode on this because this is just a wild concept, but you know, the programming of that movie itself, did I become a girl who was afraid to speak her truth because of all I watched? You know, the opening episodes of the opening scenes of The Little Mermaid she is bullied and made fun of by the other women. Did I automatically assume that that was what my relationship with other women was going to be like and then create that reality in my childhood and in my teenage years? Perhaps, right? Perhaps the, the father not being accepting of her and her desires and dreams. Did I, did I create that? You know, so just like a fascinating concept, but you know, I think we really are conditioned at a young age, especially as women, to not express our voices, to not be empowered in our speech, to shrink down and stay small. Even children in general, right? It doesn't matter what gender you are. Women in gen uh, children in general are taught to be small, stay quiet. Don't be too loud, right? Women, don't be too emotional, <laughs> Don't, don't talk about your feelings, right? Like, you know, like all of that stuff. And so 
we have to really understand that if we have been in this place as a child where our innate and intuitive desires are shut off, like our ability to speak our truth and express ourselves and share how we're feeling and talk about things and communicate effectively. If all of that is shut off, then as adults on our healing journey, when we decide that we are going to create a prayer for ourselves to do inner work and to heal, we will be, it will be illuminated. We will receive experiences as teenagers as maybe not in the teenage years, maybe you didn't identify so much that you were on a healing journey, but especially as an adult who decides that she's going to heal her life, if this was a pattern that has been resonant throughout your childhood and your teenage years and your early adult years, now you're going to be here in this moment and you are going to be faced with opportunities that will challenge you to express yourself, that will put you in a situation where you have a chance to rewrite your reality. And that's really, I think, a big element of self-healing. I talk about this, this weird way the universe works in depth inside of the HEAL program. And so I'm very aware when I said a prayer for myself, whether it's healing my relationship with fitness, healing my relationship with self-expression, it, it doesn't matter, business, it doesn't matter what it is. But if I'm in a prayer to heal that, I will be faced with these opportunities that very much mirror my deepest fears and in needing to speak my truth and needing to express myself. And until I actually do something different and show up in those scenarios differently, the universe will continue to present those situations to me. So I definitely, at a young age, was taught not to express my emotion. And I am somebody who is very strong. Like my communication channel, I feel like is one of my um, my my deepest connected relationships with myself, like the ability to communicate. Um, hello, we're on a podcast, I'm recording this, right? Like it's something that I feel like is part of my soul's mission in this lifetime. And ironically, it's often the same, it's, it's also the same thing that as a child was very stuffed down. So what happens for us as children, we're conditioned by society, like I have mentioned, to not express ourselves to keep quiet, but we're also conditioned by our childhood upbringing to act and behave a certain way. And this can be like your parental figures, as I mentioned, telling you, you know, you're too emotional, don't don't share so vulnerably, right? You're too open. Um, that was what I got a lot. You're too sensitive, right? We also see in our childhood upbringing how expressing ourselves can lead to unsafe situations. And we associate expressing ourselves with being unsafe when really those two things aren't necessarily connected. So let me just give you an example. Um, my, my mother and my father, if I were to, as a child, express that I was unhappy with how I was being treated or I was feeling upset by how they were raising me or I felt hurt by something they said or something they did, if I showed up to express that and to say, hey, how you, when you said this, it hurt my feelings or when you said that, it upset me or, you know, I don't really, that, that really makes me uncomfortable, right? If I brought to the table a mirror of how my mother and my father were behaving, 
they would get very angry and very defensive and they would say, well, you should just do this and it's your fault and it's not my fault that this and this and this, right? And they would get into that defensive energy. And we see this a lot in in sisterhood as well. When we go to our peers and we go to other women and we sit down and we have this conversation and we feel almost like um, we're we're being gaslighted, right? And like that's that whole dialogue, you know, that even shows up in our dynamic with our partners where we will come into the conversation and say, hey, like this really hurt my feelings or this really upset me when you behaved this way or when you acted this certain way. And immediately they will go at us, right? And they will say, well, it's your fault that this or, you know, you're wrong for feeling that way or like why why are you even thinking about that? Like what's wrong with, you, you know, like just this gaslit sort of I'm going to ignore your needs, and I'm going to tell you all the ways that this is actually your fault, right? And so these dynamics of dysfunction, right? Not to say that every relationship is like this, but I do think that many of us can relate to having experiences like this in our life where we were unsafe to express ourselves because when we did, we actually got more hurt. And we associate, we tell ourselves this story that when I express myself, I get hurt, so I'm not going to do that. When I express myself to a person, that person hurts me, so I'm not going to do that, right? And this is where we start to bottle up and we start to shrink down. And what ends up happening in this dysfunction, like to go even deeper into the understanding of what is actually transpiring, when you are shutting off your communication because you're afraid of having these difficult conversations, you are also shutting off your relationship with your intuition because you're trying to convince your intuition, your knowing, your heart, your spirit that this is not a conversation that you should have. And there's a part of your energetic body and your physical body that's like wanting to have this conversation and you're telling yourself, nope, mm -mm, don't do it, don't do it. So you're forcing your body and your energy to not actually do and behave the way that it is feeling naturally and by source inspired to, to do, right? And so we're shutting off our relationship with trust within ourselves. And then what this ends up leading to is a life where you are uncertain of what you actually feel, a life where you are uncertain of what it is that you want, a life where you are not connected to your internal knowing, right? So it's really, really important that we start to use our relationship with our voice. We start to use our relationship with our feelings and our emotions to actually process and share effectively with others, right? So let's have the conversation about where shit goes wrong. <laughs> Because if we want to show up and like have these conversations and have them go in like a really right relationship way, um, we need to we we need to know how to do this right. Like I want to I want to give you guys some skill here to like actually stay protected and go into these conversations where you have like such empowerment and such protection all at once and. Um, yeah, first, I, ju I just want to say this. Please go dive into that boundary study in the Soul Portal membership. You guys know, 20% off this month. Um, yeah, you get 20% off your entire subscription. 
and that training will be very effective to support what we're talking about here today. But the, the boundaries, the energetic boundaries, like when we go into a conversation and we feel an energy of um, the other person, right? Like maybe you go into a dialogue and the other person says something really hurtful and like now you're really upset and now you're really disappointed and you're angry and you're feeling all of these things and you're like, man, why did they show up that way? Why did they act this way? Oh my God, why did they act this way? Right? Um, you know, I really invite you before you're going into any of these dialogues to prevent some of this, to, to really practice discernment and to know, like I had mentioned in the intro of all this conversation, like what is yours and what is not? And so, you know, l- let me just, I'm going to explain that for a hot minute. What is yours and what is not? I had a woman, the, the analogy of this, right? I had a woman once, this was a couple of years ago, very triggered by how I was showing up in the online space. And I had, you know, I was turning my light on. I was coming into my power. I was you know, going down the path of creating this beautiful heal program. And she was also a healer and she was feeling, you know, maybe not as empowered in her own work. And here I was blasting myself out there, stepping into my truth, even when I didn't feel ready, all of these things. And I was moving through so much fear at the time. I was like, oh my God, like I'm about to do really big work. I'm going to change lives. Can I do this? Oh my God, what if I can't? Like I was just like in this whole cycle of, you know, my own insecurity, and then boom, here it is. I've manifested this woman who's projecting onto me all of her judgment, and she's saying, well, the work you're doing is is dangerous, and you're not credible, and this and that, and like she was, and this was the first time in my entire career, seven years of doing this work, right, that I had been so critically projected upon in a way that made me feel so upset and so unworthy and so frustrated. And the reason that this conversation caused me to feel all of these things was because what she was saying and how she was acting and the things she was verbally communicating were my actual deepest wounds. They were my deepest fears, right? So here in this conversation, is this woman in spirit, right? Because everybody is spirit. So here is this this woman in spirit coming to me and really mirroring to me with this big mirror. Here's your deepest fear. I'm going to, I'm going to say everything that your deepest fears are, right? You're uncredible. You're garbage. You're not good enough. You're this or that. You're, you're a fraud. Like just whatever it was, you know, like the deepest fears. And so... First of all, right out of the gate, what's very, very important to know is that if you are going to have a difficult conversation with somebody, time and safe space are everything, okay? Like, is this the right time to have this conversation? Are you emotionally protected or are you emotionally charged? If you're coming into a conversation where you are not in your empowerment, and your boundaries are weak, and you are feeling insecure, and you are feeling stressed, and you are feeling this and that, if you're not coming into that dialogue with clear protection, whatever difficult energy is in that conversation is going to be overcharged and illuminated to the max, like blast off, right? 
So like when you're having these difficult conversations, timing and safe space, very, very important. Is this the right time? Do I feel like this is a safe space container? You know, some people, like if you're going into a conversation with somebody, you can ask like yourself, just asking your spirit, like am I actually emotionally and energetically prepared to be grounded and protected in this dialogue based on where I am right now in my life? You know, maybe you need some time. Maybe you need to take a pause. Maybe you need to like journal a little bit or go inward or take some space for a couple of days before you have this dialogue. Um, And am I having this dialogue in a way that feels safe to me? Like, am I doing this face to face? Am I doing this on the phone? Am I writing this out? Am I, you know, having this conversation in text message? I never, like any tough conversation, I do not have it in text message. I feel like this is a way for everything to be misinterpreted and to, you know, start a fight right away. You have to empower yourself enough to like actually be in your voice activation. And whether that's over the phone or in person, you know, or Zoom session, it's irrelevant. But what's most relevant is how are you doing this in a way that makes you feel safe? and allows you to feel empowered and um, creates good boundaries for yourself. So in this conversation with this woman, I did not have, my timing was off. I had just come out of an ayahuasca experience and I was so super sensitive. And my teacher always says, you know, don't have any tough conversations over the next five days. And it's literally less than 24 hours after and here I am in this just uncomfortable situation and this dialogue. And you know, I think when you're when you're having these these conversations, just circling back to that topic here, what is yours and what is not, right? Like, yes, that person may be bringing up a deep wound in you and mirroring to you your own insecurities, and that may feel really sensitive. That is yours to look at, right? That is yours to really explore the energy that it's bringing up within you that's making you uncomfortable and really being willing to actually look at that stuff. And then this other aspect of what is not yours is how that person is emotionally charged themselves. Like where the emotional charge is, is oftentimes what is not yours, right? If you're in the emotional charge, that's yours. If she's in the emotional charge, that's hers. I, you know, the the other story here is this conversation with my father where my dad said some really horrible things about my lifestyle two years ago my ayahuasca study, my plant medicine study, my spiritual path. He was in just such judgment and it was so uncomfortable and he was so angry and so charged. And um, I could see like, wow, this is all his. Like this is all his. And then, you know, you can with certain people in your life when you're seeing somebody who is, you know, really reacting and being in a low vibration and being angry or, you know, again, emotionally charged, we can often feel like such grief and sadness for how a certain person is. And, you know, for me and my father, like, why? I wish my dad was this way instead. And I, why does he have to behave that way? And why does he have to act that way? And that is mine, right? That is my own judgment. That is my own story about being, um, in a place where I want something different than what the universe has presented me and going through the grief of all of that rather than seeing, okay, maybe this is actually on purpose. Like maybe this dynamic and this relationship is here with purpose and maybe my dad is supposed to be this way because it's allowing me 
some beautiful gift. What is the gift here, right? What am I receiving from the dysfunction that the universe has offered me as a gift? That's a whole different conversation, right, in dealing with what we don't get from our parents and what we desire from our parents and dealing with the grief of all of that. But, you know, ultimately this this whole conversation about tough conversations, right, um, it's really important to be aware of what is yours and what is not. And on a deeper level of what could be yours, right, we also need to identify the patterns that are playing out and when we are having conversations that are emotionally charged for us, difficult conversations, especially with our partners, what are we bringing to the table that is of that particular moment with our partner? And what are we bringing, of the t- uh, bringing to the table that is actually not of that moment with our partner and is actually all of our wounding? So I want to speak to that as well because I think this is like such a powerful point. Um, my, I love getting vulnerable with you guys. It's so fun. So one of the biggest issues I had before I went on my healing journey was the dynamic and uh, communication style between my husband and me. And oftentimes when I would ask my husband for support, I would not get the support that I wanted. I would get, get the dialogue, the conversation I would get a mirror that would really trigger me. (laughs) So just as an example, months ago, it was like a year ago, going through like a really difficult time where I couldn't figure out why I was overworking and not putting my life, my personal life, my personal self-care first. And I had this pattern that was so deep and so hard to break. I was just like in burnout and overworking and putting all this pressure on myself and not making any space for myself. And my partner over and over again would tell me, go to the gym, go take a bath, go do some journaling, go take care of yourself, you know? And he would always bring up like, hey, I know this is important to you. You, Why are you not doing this, you know? And so one day I was having a really difficult moment internally where I was struggling and I just was trying to figure out why. Why is it that I behave this way? I know what to do. I don't do it. What's happening? And I was like deep in this self-exploration and I reached out to my husband for help. And I said, Matt, I don't know why I behave this way. Right? I don't know why. Can you please help me? What? What is it? What do you see? Tell, mirror, what do you see? And his response was, how many times have I told you to take care of yourself? Now, (laughs) let's just pause here. (laughs) Let's just dissect this, this phrase here. How many times have I told you? I have heard this phrase from my father so many times and I fucking hate it. It's like the worst It gets me, it's the worst. It's just the worst. It just reminds you of like, like what that, what that mirrors to me is this feeling of, wow, I don't listen, right? And, and it also mirrors to me the, fuck you. Why do I have to listen to you? You know what I mean? So like all that, that energy was like raging through me and I got so mad and I was like, what? That's the wrong question to ask. You're not talking to me the right way, right? And I went like in this whole, you don't know how to support me. You don't know how to hold space for me. 
his question was opening up a dialogue. And if I actually responded to what his question was, which was, how many times have I told you? Oh, you've told me a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, why don't you do it? Right? Like he was, he was opening up this, this place in this conversation to like hold and explore and have this dialogue. And the way that he was doing it was from his masculine of trying to fix, right? How many times have I told you the, the masculine loves to fix? It loves to be that like problem solver, rescuer, savior sort of thing, right? So for me, I'm now reacting and causing this whole fight about how I don't feel supported by him, how he doesn't show up the right way, how he doesn't ask the questions the right way that I need him to and blah, blah, blah. And I'm getting all triggered. It's, it has nothing to do with him. It has everything to do with the energy that I carry and my relationship with my father and it's being projected into this dialogue. And, you know, I share that analogy because I think this happens for a lot of people, whether you are in a, uh, a, a relationship with a man or a woman, there are polarities in the dynamic of the masculine and the feminine frequencies that exist in our relationships, right? There is that polarity and that duality and if you have wounding around your relationship with the masculine, when the masculine comes in to have this dialogue and it's a little bit more stern or a little bit more structured or it's, it's mirroring to you language that your father used and you don't have a you know good balance with your wounding, it's going to bring it up. It's just going to show it to you, right? So I, I share this because this happens in so many ways, right? The, the wounding of our past is brought into the dynamic of the conversation. And so if that is happening to you and you're having these dialogues and they are triggering energies within you, please take that pause and say, is there something else within my past that is actually bringing up my frustration, my anger, my, because that's your, it, it's your responsibility to look at that. Like it's there for you to look at. It's coming up for you to see, right? So I have such a better relationship with my husband now. Our communication is just amazing. And it's because I've been able to really slow down and look at those, those wounds and those aspects of self, right? So let's talk about something else here. I want to speak to the final element of this as it relates to leadership. Because I know there are so many of you guys out there who are building businesses and mission-based, service-based offers in the world. And um, as a leader, we all are leaders. We are the leaders of our life. We are the leaders of our families. We are the leaders of our ancestral line. And yes, maybe we are leading people who uh, are our, our family in a sense. Like you guys are all my family, right? Um, when we're leading... You know, sometimes we have to have difficult conversations where we are sharing strong points of view. We are having conversations where we are um, mirroring things to other people who are here for support and we have to deliver kind of like a tough, you know, motherly kind of energy. Sometimes we see a peer behaving a certain way and we want to express to that person um, how they are behaving to help them because maybe the way that they are behaving or the way that they're acting or the way that they're communicating is not really actually healthy. And so sometimes we'll be in situations where we see things playing out for others 
and we want to help or we want to change or we want to shift them. And what's very, very important is that we recognize that how they react and how they receive what you share with them is not your responsibility. Okay, if you have a friend that's always coming and complaining to you and you mirror to her and you go, hey, so um, you're not happy in this relationship. Why don't you leave? She goes, yeah, you know, I'm not happy. You're so right. Like, oh, I'm going to leave. And then like three weeks later, she's like still in the relationship and you're like, fuck, like, she doesn't listen to me. She doesn't take my advice. She doesn't, she doesn't pay attention to what I say, right? Like this is, that, this is like so important. You have to like really detach you have to really detach from how people receive what you are putting out there in the world and recognize that everybody is on their own timeline. It is not your responsibility to heal and save and rescue and save your other people. You have to be able to let that attachment go. And that, what I'm going to say is like if you have an attachment to somebody like like for example, I had this really big attachment to helping a certain person that I love with their health and wellness. And the reason I really wanted to was because, well, fuck, like I know what it feels like to be sick. I know what it feels like to be unwell. I went through this whole healing journey in my relationship with my body. I really want to help this person. I know how to do it. And they should listen to me because I'm right. You know, like like a little bit of that too. Let's be real. Um, and I, whew, man, I had to really recognize that Part of the reason it was so important to me to want to help this person is it's twofold, really. It's number one, because that person is an old version of me and I'm triggered by how they're not putting themselves first, how they're not taking care of themselves, how they're self-sabotaging, how they're not looking at their emotional wounds, how they're not doing the inner healing work. And all of those triggers have nothing to do with them. It's just a mirror for how I feel about an old version of myself. And so here it is. Can I love that old version of myself? Can I be patient with that old version of myself? Can I tell her what she needs to hear and give her a fuck ton of open-hearted love? Or am I going to be frustrated and annoyed by her and play out a pattern that I've honestly been on the other side of and it sucked, right? So I need to be patient. And the second reason that this is happening is because there's a part of me that wants to be validated and be right, and so here's my chance to prove that my methods and my lifestyle and my way of being is so true and so it works. It works. You got to do it. See, look, I'm right, you know. And so just checking, you know, like as you're having these tough conversations with people, are you in that place of trying to correct or trying to give validation to your rightness rather than, um, you know, just really loving and embracing an old part of you and looking at the triggers that are coming up in that scenario. It is not your responsibility to help somebody else heal. It is not your job. My, my teacher says this to us every single medicine. Say, I am not responsible for your healing and you are not responsible for mine. And, you know, it's, it's so true. Like we, we definitely have a responsibility to help and to love and to be of support to the collective world around us. Like I think that's part of the human experience. But to feel a burden or a bearing of responsibility and obligation, um, a must, I must help this person change, right? Like you got to catch that. 
And sometimes there are things that you can say or do or offer to somebody that may be difficult for them to hear, but you feel like they are open and receptive and willing to listen. And you also feel like if you can shelf your own fear of triggering somebody or hurting somebody or getting rejected or having their wounds come up, you're putting their healing in a good, right relationship space. And so let me just explain what this means because you're probably like, oh, what'd she say? So if you're watching a sister um, go through a pattern, like I recently watched a sister go through this pattern for herself where she was constantly kind of looping and like having the same issue in multiple ways and just like feeling frustrated and talking about it a lot and blah, 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 blah. And um, I, I took this, this moment, I said, hey, like, you know, can I mirror something to you? It would, can I share what's coming up, you know, as you're, as you're talking, right? And, you know, sometimes I think for me, like that's been one of the greatest things in my communication style that I have found incredibly effective is to ask for permission, you know, because not everybody is open to what you have to share. Not everybody wants to hear it. Not everybody, and if somebody's not open, that conversation is going to go nowhere, Right. So just simply saying, hey, can I can I mirror something to you? Can I share what's coming up like as you're talking, you know, and and when I'm having that dialogue, you know, sharing my awareness with that other perspective of like take it or leave it kind of thing. Like if, if, if it doesn't land with her, if it doesn't feel connected, you know, when you're helping another sister, sometimes you will have to say things that are uncomfortable. And so I had to say, like, look, you know, I see this is. Do you, this is kind of a pattern like are, are you seeing this and like maybe this is here because you know of of this story are you telling yourself a story here is are you you know is there some unworthiness like what what's coming up for you I'm just gonna I'm just gonna mirror this but like maybe you know maybe it's this you know and just holding holding space for safety in that dialogue recently um and the inspiration for this particular conversation was because <clears throat> I went and sat in a medicine space, you guys know I, I sit with plant medicine a lot. I talk about it all the time. And I sat in a medicine space where I saw some like unsafe things happening. And I, I was upset. I was, I was feeling like I had to say something and also feeling like, well, like they're not going to like what I have to say. And like this is going to probably really trigger them. And like if I share this and it doesn't land, what if they – what if they make it mean something about me and then they don't like me anymore? And like, what if they react in a certain way that's kind of aggressive? And I had to have a really tough conversation and it was weighing on my heart, right? I've been in um, medicine space for three years now and I've watched a lot of facilitation from, you know, experts. I've seen medicine sits go wrong. I've seen medicine sits go right. And um, everything is always perfect and divinely led. However, you know, I do think if you're seeing something that like feels unsafe or you're feeling like something is not being facilitated in an aligned way, um, it, you know, having to speak that and having to express that to another person, especially if that person is your sister or your friend, it can be really challenging. So, you know, I had to really sit with that that dialogue of like, well, what is mine? Right. Am I am I in any way triggered? Is this anyway an ego story of me trying to be right or like the empowered leader better than them? Like, is there any of that? And I'm like, no, that's not it. What What is this challenging dialogue that I'm feeling called to have 
here to help me with. And I realized this was actually an opportunity for me to be in my power of expression with detachment and to share and to allow um, my own skill set and study and knowledge and experience be presented to somebody else who is also seasoned and studied and experienced and not feeling less than but feeling of equal and being able to communicate in an effective way. This was what was all being presented to me, right? So I had to sit with that conversation that I knew I was going to have. I'm like, I know I'm going to have a tough conversation soon. Let me take a minute. Let me like process this. What am I feeling? What am I afraid of? What could happen in this dialogue? What what can I do to prevent any like emotional disaster stuff from happening? And I, you know, just like I talked about in this episode is can I have this conversation at the right time? Can I have this conversation in the right setting? So before the dialogue on the phone, you know, I'm grounding in with crystals. I'm lighting a candle and saying a prayer. I'm saging myself. I'm grounding in with some hot bay and just feeling really connected to my energy and just setting intention. Like, what do I want to experience in this dialogue? What And what do I have control over, right? I have control over my energy. I have control over how I hold my side of the conversation and nothing else. And I'm not responsible for how somebody reacts. And I'm not responsible for what triggers come up within them. And I'm not responsible for how they take that information and what they do or don't do about it, right? My job is just to simply communicate. And I think when we're going into a difficult conversation, the biggest fear we have is how is somebody going to react? And, you know, if you're coming into a conversation and you are grounded and you are centered and you are in your heart space and you are kind and you communicate clearly and you don't say anything mean, right, or wounded or, you know, aggressive, right, and you're able to really hold it. If you're holding it and that other person reacts a certain way, gets triggered, gets annoyed, gets angry, whatever, like we're all human beings, first of all. And second, that person's really showing you where they're at. You know what I mean? Like, however they show up, you get to see, oh, okay, this is where that person's at, right? You know, okay, all right, I see where you're at. I love you. I love you, but I see where you're at. And you can, the the ability to do this and like to not feed into the energy and to not get annoyed, right? Like when I had this dialogue, I could feel all the triggers that were coming up for the sister, right? I could feel her annoyance and her disappointment and her rejection of my perspective and her, um, you know, defensiveness, all this stuff, right? And can I feel, can I see that and hear that and be detached and not take on frustration for how she's reacting and not take on annoyance for how she's reacting? Because if I'm doing that, my boundaries aren't strong, I am now letting her energy leak into my energetic space. So her her energy of anger, frustration, triggers, defensiveness, you know, all of that gets brought into my energetic field 
brought into me and now I'm feeling frustrated and angry that she's this way, right? And and this is where boundary study is so important. So again, you know, just really going deeper into that, please go check out that boundary mastery study. It's an entire master love talk from me in the Soul Portal membership. You can get it by going to laurenoflove.com slash VIP and accessing the Soul Portal membership at 20% off this month using the code soul 20 um because it's really important like you know we can talk about how to like physically navigate these difficult challenging conversations all day long Uh, but if we're not actually creating boundaries for ourselves we're going to take on the energy of everything that's happening around us and feel a certain way about it you know i think the importance of this dialogue today the importance of this prayer the importance of knowing how to speak your truth. The biggest element to this, right, when we look at, and I I know I haven't acknowledged this yet in this episode, but I think it's a really powerful point that I want to end today's conversation on. If you look at the anatomy of a throat and the anatomy of um, our female anatomy, right, the, the vagina and the throat are like so similar. They look so similar. And this whole energetic line that exists between, oh, I'm getting goosebumps. The whole energetic line that exists between our womb space and our, and our throat all the way into our third eye, all the way into our crown, right? This, this clear activation of being able to use the throat properly is about learning how to communicate with the womb space and with your female energy, with your creation energy. And I think one of the biggest ways that we are blocked and we have created silence for ourselves um, is through the consequences of sexual trauma. It's, I I started to share a little bit more about my singing practice, right? Like I know my aligned time rituals are so powerful for me. I journal, I meditate, and I also sing. And I express my voice and I drum and I rattle. And using the throat and expressing through song is something that a lot of us as children love to do, but then we are taught that our voices are weird or that we're not good singers and we close it off. And um, we also experience sexual trauma that prevents us from feeling aligned with our voice. So if you are the type of person that you know can relate to that statement, I really invite you to start singing more. You know, going back into your childhood and singing the songs that brought you joy and, and practice, even if it's just toning and making sounds and humming and, you know, singing in the car, like sh- singing in the shower, like just give yourself some safe space to start to use the throat, use the tones and the frequencies of sound and music to start to sort of lubricate your, your, your gift, you know, because the voice is a gift. It's what it's really there for. It's to be used and cherished and loved. So yeah, I hope you guys just all come into that a little bit more. Um, Align time practice, if you don't know what this is, it's a morning routine that I have. I usually do it at like five o'clock in the morning because I'm crazy. But um, now in the Soul Portal membership, I'm inviting you guys every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern to do Align time with me in a live stream. So all of the Soul Portal members um, can come in and be a part of that practice. Align time is this morning ritual where you journal and you meditate and you pull cards and you set intentions and you connect to music and you 
you know, move your body and stretch and just really connect to the prayer of your life. And it's something that you can do for 10 minutes or you can do for an hour. And it has been just a huge catalyst in my my transformation because I'm taking space to connect to myself. So that's an additional feature of the Soul Portal now where you can be a part of those rituals. We live stream them and you can come in and join and just participate any way you want and receive the medicine of the music and just be a part of that connected portal. So um, I really look forward to that feature in the Soul Portal membership. I hope you guys come join to be a part of that as well. And even if you don't, just spending time connecting to yourself will help you activate the awareness of how you need to speak your truth and, and what's coming through and the, the good ways to do that. And um, when you know intuitively what's in your heart and you know what's important to you and you know what your needs are and you're aware of all of that, speaking your truth is a lot easier. And being aware of all of those things is about spending time with yourself. And that can be walks in nature. That can be a line time ritual. But it's so important, no matter what, that you're making space to be with yourself because you cannot understand how to speak your needs if you don't know what they are. And we know what they are when we spend time with self. So come to a place, if you can, this new chapter, maybe... Maybe you're getting those February intentions ready and you decide, hey, I'm going to set an intention to speak my truth more this month or I'm going to set my intention to be more present with myself at least once a day so that I can know what it is I need to speak. I hope today's episode inspired you. I hope it taught you a little bit about tough conversations and gave you more of a study in the art of communication and I look forward to seeing how this episode shaped, uh, shape shifts your life, you know. So if you listened to this episode and you got this far and you loved it, please take a screenshot, share on Instagram. You can tag me at Lauren of Love. I love seeing you guys and just knowing who's listening and resonating. And I look forward to seeing you guys inside of the Soul Portal membership. I hope you come join laurenoflove.com slash VIP. That 20% off sale for your subscription ends on Friday, February 4th. So come join. Okay, guys, I love you so much. I'll see you soon.